0: Everybody, to podcast number Diaz.
1: We made it to double digits. 10. 10.
0: Hey, so we're glad that you're here today. 10. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, we're Four. fixing to be a teenager. We're like preteen podcasts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Something like that. So, 10 in. We got to start doing more than one a week and we can make make numbers climb faster.
1: Um, Maybe in the next season of our life, because our big surprise that we get to tell everybody oh, yeah. about in a couple of weeks is about to take up every minute of our spare time.
0: When are we have. you announcing this and where again? I, I know, but I'm going say it for them.
1: Uh We're going to put it on the blog. It'll be on my Instagram. And we will probably announce it October
0: 1st. We're basically not going to tell anybody
1: almost nobody knows just some yeah. of our like family our kids yeah and some people in another I mean, town
0: you you you're, <laughs> you're, you're you're building this up well it is kind of cool
1: it is super cool
0: it i feel like cool. this is
1: what's going to put me on the map being an instagrammer <laughs> which i've been terrible at lately because i've been completely silent because well Let's hop into what's happening.
0: <laughs> well, uh, what's going on in our life? For those of you that follow our lives, what, what was that?
1: I, I just tried to breathe and I snorted. Was
0: that a hiccup or a snort? I,
1: I, I was having trouble getting a breath. I mean, in. we were we were
0: live, and you're over here.
1: <laughs> I don't know what it was. I think I forgot to breathe for a second, so I was trying to. You like, forgot
2: to? How do you forget to breathe?
1: when that lately like I'll just get relaxed and forget to breathe and then like I forget
0: to breathe?
1: Yeah and so then I like go for a breath and it snorts like a little pig
0: but you forget to breathe (laughs) my body? I forgot to pee (laughs) I forgot to eat I just withered away (laughs) anyway for those of you that follow our lives like social media not like follow us like around in a car because that would be super weird but (laughs) For those of you that follow our lives kind of close, you already know this. But um, so Wyatt Lane, 16 years old, last Friday was in a car accident involving no other cars, just his truck. He had a malfunction in his truck. He was not speeding. He was not texting. He wasn't doing things, drinking or anything like that. He was driving to Whataburger to take his girlfriend out for a burger, fries, and shake. Yeah. After a ball game, and his truck malfunctioned, and he rolled it two times into a ditch, and so the truck was uh, down in a ditch when we when we got there. So um, he is okay, and his girlfriend
1: is okay. Girlfriend
0: is okay. Um, he did get a couple of injuries, but this week they're off for football, so he'll be back the next week. It wasn't anything like a broken bone or anything.
1: Yeah, they didn't. Didn't break anything; just hurt his knee a little bit, little minor concussion. Not even really a real big one. I think he he just had a headache for a couple of days, but he's he's almost all back to normal. But uh, so yeah, that occupied our whole weekend. <laughs> I we started real homeschool this today, so I've been prepping and getting ready for that. Uh-huh. So I need to step up my Instagram. Well, just, Instagram
0: just, Instagram game. <laughs> No, just to bring it. Wyatt is not doing homeschool. Wyatt is is in regular school. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oliver, no, this is for Oliver is yeah. Oliver is the one doing homeschool.
1: Yeah. So his mm-hmm. at his elementary school, our speaker just powered itself off. Our powering off our Bluetooth speaker. So <laughs> a little bit of distraction here going into this, but um, I I completely forgot. Oh, Oliver.
0: His elementary school. His
1: elementary school. They're short a third grade teacher. And so there was just a lot of kids in his class. Do you know why?
0: Do you know why are they short a third grade teacher? They had plenty last year.
1: I don't know. I guess maybe one left and they haven't been able to hire one. I'm not really sure. But there was way too many kids in his class. And he just... Virtual learning was not for him. And I will say first day of homeschool went incredibly well. So I think we made the right choice.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm... It's, it's absurd that we're still having to make these choices. Oh, absolutely. Um, because of the, the China virus. Um, I, I will say this, that um, I, I have wanted to consider homeschool for a while anyway. Right. Just because of some of the foolishness and the outright heresy and just immoral crap that is slipped into the curriculum in public school. Yeah. Um. You know, it's just it's intolerable in uh, certain certain subjects and certain things sure. that are made acceptable. But anyway, that that's what's going on in our life right now. So Amanda's going to get the 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 IG Instagram back up and rolling.
1: Going um, uh, there'll be I cross my fingers I'll be able to get a couple of blog posts in this week because I, I really want that like I really want that going hard.
0: So how many downloads are we at on this podcast?
1: Oh, uh, last time I checked, we were just shy—I think of five hundred. So okay. we're about halfway there.
0: Halfway to our party. Yes. Going to throw a thousand download bash.
1: I'm so excited.
0: But you don't get invited unless you follow the page, yes. and you've listened to the podcast. So
1: we need to step up <laughs> our game on our Facebook page too.
0: Yeah, that's okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. So what's going on in the world? So there's a lot going on in the world. Just um, life update as far as the the world goes we're heavy and thick into the political season uh, between Joe Biden and Donald Trump for president, various other races. Um, we are into what many people have coined and termed the new normal, all the regulations and cancellations and adjustments that are related to the China virus, um, you know, to the COVID virus deal. We have the fires out in California
1: some of them again.
0: that they believe have been intentionally set by groups like Antifa, um, and so out of all of this, I, I have something I want to say about what's going on in the world. I want to say this: that it it is it is become it has become increasingly impossible for a person to just hear what's going on, find facts slash truth, and then form an opinion on that. It's almost like everything has a particular stance that you just, you just basically, whatever your political ideology is, conservative or Republican, uh, conservative, Republican, liberal, Democrat, you know, or libertarian or whatever, whatever you tend to believe, it seems like everybody just shapes their opinion about everything to go lockstep with what their group says to do.
1: Yeah. They can't form an opinion based off of what they see and what they know.
0: Yeah. And I'll give you an example right now. You, you toss out the subject of abortion. Yeah. And many, many, many people who know that abortion is wrong will go silent on you and they will say nothing. And the reason they will say nothing is because they're they're they feel like you're trying to trap them in to be a republican or something right like when
1: it's no this is what the bible says think for yourself right yeah that's so annoying people just whatever fox news or cnn or whatever all the news stations are whatever they tell them so so here to the deal
0: go like all the social justice going on social justice warriors all of this you've got the black lives matter organization You've got Antifa, you've got these people that um, are funded by bad people. Yeah. The Black Lives Matter organization, if you go to their website, they are against the traditional nuclear family, yeah. which even though we are a podcast called Unconventional Family, we are pro-family, pro traditional conventional family. Absolutely. We wish that every family was a conventional family. I don't know that we've ever said that on here. But let me be clear. I wish every family was a conventional cord. I wish there was no miscarriages. I wish there'd been no abortions. I wish there was no divorce, which always comes from selfishness, as we discussed last week. Yeah. I wish there was no child abuse. I wish all of this. I wish that no
1: foster care
0: that people didn't die before their 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 time No foster care. I wish all these things. I wish that families were conventional, but they're not. Right. And so like the Black Lives Matter organization, they are very pro-homosexual. They are very pro, quote, women's productive rights, which is just abortion. Yeah. They're very against the nuclear family, the, the traditional family. And so what they did is they took a statement that you really shouldn't argue. Do Black Lives Matter? Yes of, course. <laughs> yes, of course they do. Um, that's a statement that can't be argued. I mean, even though some people try to argue it, because Fox News told them to argue it. By the way, right? The, the 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 conservative right told them to be mad about the phrase "Black Lives Matter." Well, all lives matter. Okay, that's not what they're saying at the moment. You don't say one night that. You know, what do you feel like eating, darling? Mexican food. Well, why not Chinese food? Chinese food's good. Right. You know, you don't say that. That's that's ridiculous. So yeah. just get over yourself. But what they did is they took a statement and they made an organization out of it. And some very bad people are funding the organization. Right. So when you learn that, why don't you step up to the plate and say, I still believe that black lives matter and that they are important, but I am distancing myself from this organization. Or... Case in point on another one. Um, If we find out that people that are affiliated with Antifa set many of those fires, why would you not rail against that? Why would you not? When you know, okay, jumping subjects again, when you know abortion is wrong, you know God doesn't want you killing babies in the womb, why would you not step out there and say, boy, I tell you what, that's the Holocaust of our day. That's, that's ridiculous that people just use that as a birth control. Yeah. You're so, you're, I'm going to tell you what you are, white, black, and Mexican people, all of you, you're all on the plantation of whatever political party. Yeah. You're a slave to the political party that you serve.
1: Yeah. Well, they, they take it as religion. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> whatever their political party says, yes. they feel like they have to agree 100% with them. Right. But no, no, you don't. Your political party is who you agree most,
0: most with. Most
1: with. Most. Not 100% with.
0: Yeah, it's like when I was a member of the Southern Baptist Convention, okay, the denomination of Southern Baptists. Yeah. Um, I agree. If there was 100 points, I agreed on like 90. Right. Okay. Um, when I was in the Church of God denomination, if there was 100 points, I agreed on about 95. Yeah. You know, um, we're affiliated with World Harvest. um uh, what's it called? The the City Harvest Network, yeah. uh, Rod Parsley's organization. I probably agree with about ninety to ninety five percent of what they say. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that every single time I'm going to be in lockstep agreement. Yeah. So, what's going on in the world today? A political season that is heating up. You've got um, you've got Donald Trump, who, if you examine policy alone, has done a decent job as a president. Right. Um, He's super inappropriate in certain settings. Um, He doesn't know when to keep his mouth shut. He doesn't know when to be quiet. He's on (laughs) Twitter too much. You know, he appears to have some narcissistic tendencies, not what I would call um, personally in his personal life, a great man. Right. On the converse side, you have um, Joe Biden who he's promising hope and change and a new future, but he's been in Washington 40 years and has changed nothing. Right. He's an old retread politician who is a champion for, for, for things that just frankly are not right.
1: Well, no, um, they're directly opposed
0: to the Bible. the Bible. Yes. Yeah. That's right. So
1: that's where you have to make, make your stand, do your own fact checking, make right. your own thoughts, form your own opinions And I suggest you form those opinions out of biblical truth.
0: And in California, the fires are burning out of control. Some of that video is just terrifying. It's yeah. And uh, anyway, we should continue to pray for those people.
1: Have you seen their sky?
0: Yeah, it's lit up very orange. Yeah. yeah,
1: Well, in midday, because the smoke is so thick, it looks like it's eight or nine o'clock at night. Yeah, and it's which
0: is kind of cool, but it, I wish it wasn't the reason yeah. that,
1: that. Well, no, happening. think about people with like breathing problems, and like oh, yeah. even for children or just people in general, like that's not healthy for you to be breathing that's in. True. That's true. But no, it's it's very sad. And then
0: the coronavirus stuff, the China virus, the COVID nineteen virus, it's all still happening. This quote new normal that. You know, they said they needed 15 days to flatten the curve. We're at like seven months now.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I've been over it. So, Um, (laughs) I'm going to tell you all, I am unmasked now. (laughs) Um, Unless I'm with people that I could possibly embarrass, when I go into any establishment, I have to be told to put a mask on. And at that, I may still not put it on. And I know somebody is sitting at home going, what a douchebag. Right? Somebody's saying, well, why is Jason being such a D-bag? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because I am so over this. If masks work so well, then why with all of the regulations of masks did the numbers keep going up? And by the numbers, I mean cases. I don't mean deaths. Right. The CDC came out and said 6% of the actual deaths that happened were actually from COVID alone. Yeah, and it was like thirteen thousand tops. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you some unpopular opinion. I'm willing to say it where other people aren't. We can't shut an economy down. We can't change an entire lifestyle over thirteen thousand deaths. I'm sorry if you really believe that. How about the hundreds of thousands of people that die every year from cancer? Maybe you'd start banning potato chips. uh, You know, and other things that you know,
2: burgers and (laughs) and French fries, different alcohol. Yeah. And different
0: things that lead to it, but you don't want to talk about that. No. What we want to do is we want to push an agenda from this. So talk what, about what
1: the news is talking about. Right. I have a quick question: Do you think the coronavirus stuff will settle down, and we will be able to get back to a more normal lifestyle after the election? How much of it now is election driven?
0: The Democratic agenda um, is to make Trump look as incompetent as possible because they know that people already question him. They think he's kind of a, a dunce in a lot of ways. Um, He, you know, he he says some silly things from time to time. So if they can make it look like it's his fault, they did the same thing with hurricane Katrina and George W. Bush. Right. Um, When the truth, if you want to speak truth, the truth of the matter was, is that the governor and the mayor had most of the control of that situation, yeah. uh, who were both Democrats, by the way, yeah. and didn't handle it. Now, George Bush didn't do a great job. But anyway, long story short, here's what I'm getting at. The Democratic agenda is to make him look bad with this. okay? But conversely, I don't know if you've heard Trump come out and say, we're, trying, we're pushing very hard
1: <laughs> to have
0: a, um, a virus by November 3rd. Virus. Which, I mean, uh, uh, I'm sorry, not a virus. My bad. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, what's it called? Vaccine. Vaccine. Oh, I ain't getting one of them. Oh, I'm not going to take it either. But but, but here's the point. Yeah. And he, And he tried to say, oh, we're not doing that because of politics. Oh, you're not trying to release a vaccine right at the election? Yeah. Of okay. course, he's trying to make himself look like he's the answer. Joe Biden's team's trying to make him look like it's his fault. So, yes, I do think a lot of it dies down. I think about the first of the year um, they're, they're going to keep these regulations up through all of the holiday season. Uh, I'm going to become more and more rebellious towards all these rules. Um, And it is what it is. And I think many people are going to join me. I'm actually going to get a shirt that says hashtag unmasked. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it is what it is, but I do think it's going to die down. Yes, ma'am. Good. That's what's going on in the world. That's your life update. Time to move on to the topic of the day. Ooh. And the topic of the day is
1: you want to say or you no, want you go right ahead. Um I we sat around for a little while and and really tried to come up with something because we wanted something good, not just not just repeat of what we've already been talking about. Um and so I was just thinking with everything that's going on in the world and just what I've been on seeing on social media Um, there's a lot of fear circulating just America right now. Like a lot of people are just in fear for, and I think it's the unknown. We just really don't know where everything is heading. So our topic of the day is how to thrive in fear. And so, and then I wanted to base it off of a scripture, um, and it's Psalms 56 and three. And it says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. And I think some people are just like, how, how do you do that? I know we tell people all the time, we'll just trust God. We'll just give it to God. We'll let God handle it. But I I don't really ever hear anybody explain how do you do that? How do you suppress okay. fear and elevate right. God taking care of so it? So
0: here's the deal. We're going to be a little theological today. And that's no. not a bad thing. For no. those of you that know me, you know, I'm a Christian and, Bible believer and all of that, so that's where we're going to go today. So step number one, fear is a spirit, okay? Yes. And so when things have a spirit, they have to be cast out, and then when they are cast out, you have to take upon yourself something to take that that spirit's place, right? So um before I dive into all of that, let me read you a quote. That's not my quote of the day, but just a quote from Nelson Mandela. Oh. Well, Courage is not the absence of fear, but it is the triumph over fear. The brave man is not he who never feels afraid, but he that conquers his fear. Okay, again, just the first part. Courage is not the absence of fear, it is the triumph over fear.
1: I like that.
0: So if fear is a spirit, it must be cast away. Yeah. Okay. So number one, there is a Bible scripture, which I'm going to read to you right now, and it comes out of the book of First John 4.18. I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. Such love has no fear, because perfect love expels fear, or casts it out. Yeah. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now check out what the scripture is saying. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. I'm going to read this in a different version, because just... Yeah, The New King James Version. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment, he who fears has not been made perfect by love. So fear must be cast out by first word of the day to replace fear is love. Not love like you just love your spouse, but perfect love, he says. Perfect love comes from the perfect one which is Jesus Christ, the only one that walked this earth (laughs) to perfection.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Now, you say you hear all the time people say, well, just trust God. Just rely on God. Well, here is how that is done. You literally, the Bible says to cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. Yeah. You literally, it's, it's done with your mouth. It's done with your mind and your mouth. Yeah. You take the things that are heavy on you weighing down on you, that are are making you, you're afraid of these things. Yeah. And with your mouth, you pray. And you say to God, I am afraid of X, Y, Z, L, M, N, O, P. Yeah. This, that, and something else. And you tell him what you're afraid of. And then um, trust is a decision. Yes. And, And the fruit of trust is that you left it there with him. Yeah. Okay. If I trust Wyatt with Grandma Sally, yeah. then I wouldn't mind to leave him there. Right. Because he'll be all right there. Right. So I say to the Lord, here is X, Y, Z. I'm afraid of this. Now, Lord, I turn it over to you and I make a decision to walk away from that. Yeah. I'm walking away from it. It's just, it's a prayer and it is a decision. It is a, it is a matter of your will and how do you trust god? You simply um stop trying so hard.
1: Yeah. And I think because one thing and I think Jesse Duplantis is the one that said this and I'm and I'm like man I wish I wish more preachers would say it. You can't control what thoughts come into your head. You can't control that. You can't control when a thought comes into your head, but you can control what you do with it. So Even though you've left it there, I know sometimes that there's something that I've been worried about or scared about or just uncertain about. Find a scripture that directly opposes what you're scared of. Find the promise that is for your fear. And then so what you do is whenever that thought comes back in, even though you've left it in prayer that morning and you said, got to give it to you. I think the enemy will try to attack you and just saying, that's not going to happen. God's not really going to come through. Find the scripture that goes against the thought that you're thinking that is fearful.
0: Use the word as your defense. Use the Bible as your defense.
1: Yeah. And then you just speak the word. I mean, you can just slowly, just, you know, and quietly do it out loud and say, no, God says this, 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 and this about it. And you do that until that becomes your response and your response is not, Oh God, what am I going to do? Or it's not just God help me. It's no, I am taking control over this situation as well. And I'm going to change my thought pattern.
0: The scripture says, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. And so that's what you're talking about. That is the renewing of one's mind. Yeah. So perfect love love in Christ, cast the spirit of fear out. When you, when you, um, per, uh, fear has torment. When you're right, when you're really right with Jesus Christ, then you're not worried about anything because you know, he's got you. It's when you are dabbling in things you shouldn't be. Right. Um, conviction brings upon fear. Yeah. So does condemnation. Yeah. Um, one for a good reason, one for a bad reason.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but let me, let me move on to this. One thing that must replace um, fear is another very biblical word, and we'll talk about it right now, is courage. Yes. Love cast it out, but courage is its opposite. Love is not the opposite of fear. Love is, is, is one of the two weapons against fear. Yeah. Um, I would say there are three weapons. Let's say it this way. There are three weapons against fear. Perfect love is the nuclear bomb. Absolutely. It casts fear out. The Bible, the word of God. Is, is 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 a weapon against fear. Yeah. And thirdly, your application with your spoken word, your mouth, saying the word out loud.
1: Yeah, your actions.
0: Yep. But it has yeah. to it has to be activated with your mouth. You have Absolutely. to be willing to say it. So those are the three weapons. Now here is what replaces it. What replaces fear is faith and courage. Okay, these yes. two things. There's not three, there's not a hundred. It's basically two. It's faith, which faith is also, as we know the Bible says, it is the evidence of things not seen. Okay? Um, You don't have to see the result to have faith. So you connect back over to the weapon of the word, and the word fuels your faith. Yeah. Okay? So the Bible, you get a scripture that tells you how useless it is to be afraid and worry. Yeah. Which Jesus uh, said that. He said, you're not going to add one minute to your life. By worrying. worrying. Yep. Okay. So then you begin to say, well, okay, if that's true, then I'm going to act on that. And that builds my faith. Courage. Listen to this out of um, the book of Acts. Very interesting. um, This part here. So Paul, the apostle Paul had to go to Rome. Okay. Now it was comfortable for him in Jerusalem where he had been, but he had to go to Rome, even though he was a Roman citizen. This Rome was a secular society. Yeah. This was dangerous for him to go. But listen, God told him this. That night the Lord appeared to Paul and said, "Be full of courage, because just as you witnessed of me in Jerusalem, now I now you must go to to teach the good news in Rome as well." Yeah. In other words, this is a dangerous situation I'm sending you to. But Jerusalem means a place of peace. Yeah. Okay. And he says, You take courage because just like you were in the place of peace, I'll cause Rome to be a place of peace because you're doing my will.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Joshua was told when he took over from Moses in the first uh, book of Joshua, he says, God says to him, Do not be afraid and be of a good courage. Just like I was with Moses, I'm going to do that with you. So here's a good way to take courage. Some of you had. Wonderful examples in your life. Some of you did not. But look to someone who can be an example. Like I've I've just bragged and bragged and bragged on my grandfather. Yeah. I would say it this way, that God would probably say to me, as I was with Elder Jardell McCutcheon, so will I be with you. Yeah. And so if I have to face something, I follow the example of my elder in the Lord, and I do it his way. So let me recap what I was going to say, and then I want you to jump in. Yeah, There, there are three weapons and two replacements. Three weapons are perfect love, the word, and the activation of your mouth. Yep. That's your weapon.
1: Yep. And then
0: the two things that replace it are faith and courage. Yeah. And that, if you can hang on to faith, if you can walk by faith and stiffen your spine with the with with, with courage, no matter what you face, and I'll tell the story about it in a minute, but I think you want to chime in something, so I'm going to let you do it. Do that right now. Just, just jump yeah. in. Yeah.
1: So I was going to say, like, especially if you're a parent you have to i think the way we show it we show that we we go to god we go to the word we go to prayer you know we turn on our praise and worship music whenever something isn't right and the boys see that and they pick up on it because the other day i needed to go somewhere and um Oliver did not want to go, but I told him, I said, I can't leave you here by yourself. You can't be by yourself. And I'm like, are you not scared to be at home alone? Like you're eight. And he goes, no. He said, I'm, I don't have any fear. He said, mom, I'm never alone. God is always with me. And so that I'm just like, oh man, like they listen and they hear. And so at such a young age, we are teaching him don't fear. God is always with you. And that was like that sweet little reminder, like mom, don't ever worry about me. I'm never alone. Right. And I was, and I just thought that that was really cool. So you have to think as a parent too, what you're speaking, what you're doing, you are teaching them. There's little eyes and there's little ears, always looking and listening, even whenever you don't think. So if you are constantly speaking fear and negativity and stuff, they're going to pick up on that. And then you breed into them anxiety and fearfulness and depression, and you put things on them that shouldn't be on them when really you should be teaching them. We don't fear anything because we're never alone and God's always got it. But I have a quote that I found that I was actually going to use at the end, but I screenshotted three so I can use another one, but it's perfect for this. It said, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. Yes. George, A dare. Not sure who that is, but it's, it's, I saw it on Pinterest. So, yeah, everything you've ever wanted is on the other Mm -hmm. side of fear.
0: You know, speaking of fear, you know, the situation with Wyatt's car accident could sow fear into our hearts. You're looking, uh, he's rolled it twice, he's upside down in a ditch. Well, he walked away from that. Him and his girlfriend walked away um, from that accident. And one of the first responders there was a police officer. And he said, yep he was he was lucky he said man it's almost like God had him in his hand and I said it's not luck no. and God did have him in his hand because I put him there this morning yeah <laughs> you yeah you see what I'm saying there yeah I put him in there in God's hands every day um there have been situations where in my life in our lives there has been the opportunity to Be afraid. And your scripture that you started this off with says, when I am afraid, I will trust you. Yeah. It's not a sin to be afraid. It's a sin to worry. Mm. It's not a sin to be afraid. It is a sin to worry. See, fear you can't help. Fear is is basically.
1: It's an attack.
0: It's an attack that comes to you. Yeah. Um, It seizes you. The Bible talks about sudden fear. Yeah. But worry is dwelling in the midst of it. And you're not supposed to make a season out of a stop. Fear should be a stop, not a season. Yeah. Worry makes it a season. I'm not going to carry it any longer than the moment that it seizes me. So how do I thrive in the midst of fear? Well, do it afraid. Yeah. Do what's, it scared.
1: What's There's a John Wayne quote that's courage is being scared, scared to, to death, death and saddling up anyways. Saddling
0: up anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what you do when you're afraid. You just tell yourself, you tell the enemy, No, I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep waking up, I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of the other, I'm going to keep showing up until this is over. And I will say, Think back at your work sphere. Some of my work spheres are the kids or our family getting into a car accident. I was in a really bad accident yeah. when I was 15. I'm scared to death of car wrecks. Well, it happened this Friday and believe it or not, I was not scared because I, t- and I think it was because I talked to Wyatt, Wyatt's the one that called um, until we got to the scene of the accident. Yeah. Cause originally we didn't know that he had flipped his truck. He had said that he had spun out And I figured maybe he kind of did like a couple of accidental donuts and scared himself. But when we got there and we saw his truck upside down, immediately, like fear struck me, even though I know he was okay. I could see him walking around, but like my heart started beating fast. Like my hands started shaking. I got cold because of adrenaline, Um, but he was okay. So even one of my worst fears came to pass this weekend. Everything is okay. Yes. You know, and the good that came out of it. I mean, yeah. this whole town rallied behind our child. Yeah. And like, we had football boys over Saturday morning checking <laughs> yeah. on him. A couple of them made, like, yeah. a couple of boys made some videos for him for Instagram. Yeah. You know, and it was just really cool to see everybody that rallied behind him. It's got and, some of
0: the right people stirred up.
1: Yeah. And so yeah. there's some really cool stuff coming out of this. Um, I mean, we'll talk about later some cool stuff that we've got coming up for the football boys and yeah. what the parents are working on so that they're not out at one o'clock in the morning going to get something to eat after a football game. Yeah. But anyways, and so I just look back and I'm like, okay, that was my worst fear, but everyone is still here. Everyone yeah. is okay. And there's a lot of good that came out of it. So just try to remember some, like the last time you yeah. were afraid and, and what really happened.
0: You know, in our unconventional story, part of the story is, is that um, there is no reason whatsoever that these kids should have even been a consideration to go back to the home that they were in. Right. There would be no reason for that. But there was this looming threat the entire time from the biological parents and from just people that were like, you know, it's extremely unlikely that you'll win custody. And, you know, people say these things. Mm First of all, you don't know anything about what you're saying. Most people who give you – (laughs) listen, most people who give you their little facts and their little stats are are a bunch of chicken little just – they watch the news and they just –
2: just
0: parrots. They're just – look, they don't know anything. If you hadn't been to God and got a word from the throne for me – I don't just,
1: need your just advice into because, our look, situation. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Was I afraid to go into a courtroom and um, stand before a judge and stand toe-to-toe with some two-bit funky attorney that they hired yeah. and, and face their lies and, and face the possibility of the kids you know, being taken away and all of this? was I afraid of course I was afraid but I had to go stare myself in the mirror and I looked at myself in the eyes and I know when I'm afraid I have a look when I'm afraid and I said I said to myself I, I actually said self yeah. self you're going to change your demeanor and I sat there and I gritted my teeth and and I mustered up every bit of courage that I had and I said I'm going to to stare scream whatever Mm -hmm. I have to do until, until fear goes away. You see, because look, I wasn't, this wasn't the most afraid I've been in my life. You see, right. I I remember the story about David by the time he got to Goliath, he wasn't all that afraid anymore anyway, because he had already been toe to toe with a, with a bear and he had already been toe to toe with a lion. Um, you know, when I was, when I was eight years old, we were rear-ended on Loop three hundred and sixty by a car that was estimated to be going eighty-five miles an hour. She died on impact. Yeah. I didn't have a. I didn't even have my seatbelt on, yeah. and God protected me. I didn't. I didn't have one bruise on my entire body. I've stared death in the face before. Um, I, as as a young child, when I was bullied, the scariest moment of my life was the day I decided I was going to stand up to my bully. Yeah, and so I would look at the the situation and say, and if you could find one of these in your life. And say, look, there was a time I killed a lion. and There was a time I killed a bear. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, though I feel a little bit of shakiness in this, if you think that I think for one second that this is the time that God abandons me, I don't believe that. Yeah. And so I can take the courage of the fact that I believe that God's on my side. And, you know, you have two choices in life. You don't have three. People about what you're going to be people people like to say that there's some kind of third choice there is no switzerland there is no neutral ground no concerning your life and concerning the things you face you will either be courageous or you will be cowardly yeah it is the only you will decide what you will be yeah. because indecision makes you a coward
1: you will either be overcome or you will be an overcomer
0: yes yeah. and i'm going to say what i just said again indecision makes you a coward. Yes. When If you can't get off of your rump and decide that it's time to fight when it's time to fight. Yeah. Look, I, I've been around the block a, a few times. It ain't no secret. People that know me know this. I, I'm, not, I'm not a choir boy my entire life, okay? I've been in some situations where we were in some sk- skirmishes and some scuffles and <laughs> some bar parking lots and parties and different things I wasn't supposed to be at to begin with. And... There was a time that we were at one. This is story time. I think people like this.
1: Who's that guy on Facebook? (laughs) Story time. (laughs) I don't
0: know. That's the idea. (laughs) Story time for you. We were at a party that we probably shouldn't have been at, me and several of my friends from my hometown of Bartlett, and then my, my adopted cousins, Brad and Brent, which today when I'm recording is Brad's birthday. Brad is celebrating his heavenly birthday there. Yeah, I tributed him on uh, Facebook today, but I can't do that here on this show because I'll just weep through the whole thing. <laughs> but that night there was about—and no joke, no exaggeration. There's plenty of people who can back this up. There was about thirty guys that decided that they were going to fight. Initially, me and my friend Robert, and then they realized that there was a couple of more people with us, but still, it was about thirty versus about six. Well, there was somebody else who came with us. I'm going to leave all names out of it, other than Rob. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this guy said, "Ah, uh, you know, I'm not going to fight. I just I like everybody." Rob turned to him and he said, "Then I'm going to decide for you." He said, "You either back us up, or I'm punching you right in the mouth." Yeah. And I people say that's harsh. That's wrong. What a, you know? That's so cruel. No, indecision makes you a coward. Right. By mm-hmm. your indecision, you have decided. You've either decided to just accept what is happening to you or you've decided that it's not important enough to fight for, but you have decided. And I'm telling you when, when the, when, when, when the uh, proverbial doo-doo hits the fan, the fan. <laughs> you don't want a coward in your corner. You, you don't no. want somebody who's given over to a spirit of fear. No. You want somebody with a backbone. And so how do you thrive? You just keep going. Yes. You just do it scared. Yeah. Do it anyway.
1: And remove people from your life.
0: That feed fear.
1: That feed Mm. fear. Yes. Because that is something, and I know people look at it sideways, and they think, God, like, did they really have to do that? We removed everyone from our circle, really, from our life, and we remove them from our family because we get to decide who our family is.
0: Yeah. Hold on. Don't lose your point. Yeah. Did y'all hear that? You get to decide who your family is. I don't know why half of y'all be tolerating people that uh, – anyway, I'm going to leave well, that alone. Y'all tolerate some people just because y'all are relatives. And some of you drive me up a wall with it. I wish I could just tell you, but you'd get your feelings so hurt. Yeah. <laughs> some, but, some of y'all need to put your mama on the road <laughs> and definitely some brothers and sisters. Oh, anyway, for sure. I'm going to leave that alone. But
1: we removed some people, many people probably. And, many oh, Oh, man, it's been glorious since these people have been gone. But that did not fully support us 100% when it came to the boys living with us. And then secondly, for us fighting for those boys not to go back. If you were not 100% and it's not like, oh, you got to pick sides. You got to choose us or them. No, this is is a pretty serious situation. We're talking about child abuse here. If you could not back up our family,
0: you were
1: removed because your indecision is gone. We don't have
0: indecision. Look, sometimes there, there comes a time when silence is betrayal.
1: Yes. Well, and we didn't need anybody just sitting around in our circle just so that they could get information for the other side. Yep. So listen. If there's people and you, if you are in a situation where you need someone to pick Ooh. sides, the person that is being indecisive is probably getting information for the other side. Let me just help you out there because some of that came out. And so make decisions based on what, what the Bible says. And if you are going somewhere and doing something and you are scared and you don't have people in your corner backing you up, you have people feeding you fear, cut them off. Let me read Remove you Remove them from your life.
0: Never discuss cheese with rats or talk bread with birds or make moves with snakes.
1: Say that one more time because <laughs> that is fantastic.
0: Never discuss cheese with rats, talk bread with birds, or make moves with snakes. Because the rat will steal the cheese. Yeah. The bird will take the bread to its other friends. And if you try to make a move with a snake, you'll end up getting bit. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I will. I will tighten the boundary. I will. um And, and I've even had some people ask, you know, man, I hadn't seen you in a long time. And and I don't leave people in the dark. I say, Oh well there was a reason for that. Yeah. Are you ready to discuss the reason? I'm happy to talk about it with you. Yeah. And and, and it is what it is. Like when you're on a mission that is God ordained and it is right, morally right and it's best for kids and all that, then I you know what? I don't care if I'm invited to the reunion. I don't care if I'm invited to the barbecue.
1: We'll make our own.
0: Look. I got plenty of of family.
1: Yeah, I got
0: plenty of people inviting me to the barbecues. Yeah, listen, I'm that white boy that's been at the barbecue for years, anyway.
1: Yeah, well, and ones <laughs> that were really wanted. You know, you're True. really wanted there. You just didn't get an invite because you have the same bloodline.
0: Let me recap with that Nelson Mandela quote one more time. Let's do it. Courage is not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid but he who conquers that fear yeah think like that's good i we had a question come in
1: did we yeah are
0: we done with the topic of the day did you have
1: anything else? no i think i think we covered it if you uh if you need more than that if you are experiencing just an overwhelming amount of fear uh reach out we've got a back porch got a great working coffee pot. <laughs> There's also
0: a fantastic book. I can't remember the title. Maybe Amanda can look it up while I'm discussing this. Yeah. But it's by Jensen Franklin. It's a book about fear. I read it, and it really helped me oh. get over my fear of flying. Uh, I used to have a fear of flying. Would you say I'm afraid of flying today, hon? Huh?
1: No, you love it.
0: Yeah. I. I Is spent... it
1: called Fear Fighters?
0: Yes, that's or it. Or
1: Faith Over. I think he has one called Faith Over Fear, too.
0: Oh, no, no,
1: I'm sorry. That's a message that he preaches.
0: No, no, no. It's okay. you, you said it fear fighters Fear fighters by Jensen spell Jensen for him.
1: J E N T E Z E N
0: Jensen Franklin. Yeah. And it's called fear fighters. Read that book. It's a good one. Oh. And we seriously are happy to have you pull up a chair on the back porch. That'd be fine. So um, let's move on to a question. This one actually came out during recording. And it's from uh, my good friend Dennis Curley.
1: What's up, Dennis? Yeah,
0: what's up, Dennis? Love, love that you did a question here live while we were doing this. This is cool.
1: Hey, Dennis and his fiance booked uh, their wedding venue this past weekend. So, oh, did they really? Congratulations to you and Christy. So awesome. uh, I don't wait the date. It's next year. I Don't know if they're saying it, but it is. It's next year. But they've got their place booked. Yeah.
0: Very cool. I love it. So Dennis is a good friend, and, and he comes from a an unconventional family. He is, he is adopted, and um, he's been a good resource to bounce things off of his head over the years about how the boys might feel and different things. Oh, yeah. I really have appreciated him. He says, what advice would you give to a family uh, in your situation? Yeah, well, if it's exactly like our situation, that's one thing. If you're just talking about a family that is – raising someone that isn't actually their biological kid, my my advice either way would be this. I have a couple of bits of advice. Never, never, never talk to any government official without an attorney. Yes. CPS, a judge, a mediation. You do what you have to do to get an attorney. Yes. Okay. And my second bit of advice would be um do not bite into the sweet temptation of hatred. Yeah. Um, Pass that up. And then thirdly, I would say do not ever for any reason, talk poorly about the children's biological parents, especially most importantly, where they can hear you. Absolutely. You you must maintain the advantage you have of being the moral high ground.
1: Yeah. It maintains your integrity.
0: Yeah. Um, and, especially and lastly, if the other
1: party's not doing the same.
0: I would add this one. Part of our slogan is we have life unconventional, but love unconditional. I hear stories about people that they get very upset with somebody they're fostering or something, and they they threaten them to to take them back. Mm. Are you a fool? Yeah. Are, are you? I mean, what is wrong? I, you know, some people just honestly they need their pants ripped off and beat with a horse whip. Yeah, they really do. No, once, once. Look, with Wyatt and Oliver, or down the road, if another kid comes to live with us, um, whether that child is a newborn or whether they're four years old or whether they're fourteen years old, the day you make it to my house, you yeah. are home. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're you're part of the family. If you can't love a child like you would love your own and they would know no different Then you have no business taking a child in that child should not feel like That's an right. outsider. They That's shouldn't right. feel. Cause the one thing that we've said, and we want to make like hats and t-shirts is no steps,
0: no, there no stepchildren. There are no you, step
1: parents. Yeah, you are just, you're mine. I yeah. and not saying that you're like, Oh, I'm mama now, but yes, you, you are. Yes, but I'm, I'm talking like telling the child, like you have to call me mom, my mom now, but you treat them no different than you would if you had just given birth to a child, because they will feel it, they will know it, and then they will start to resent you. And, and it just sets them up for a crappy life if they feel like they're not wanted. Um. So that's my biggest one, is if you can't love them like your own, you have no business bringing them into your home. You are not just always like, oh, this is my adopted kid, or, oh, this is my husband's kid, or this is my wife's kid. No, they're yours now. So treat them as so, and and go on.
0: They is my family. Yeah. (laughs) It's a song by Mother Mother. Yes. It's called Family. You want to listen to the edited version, because for some reason, right in the middle of that song, they drop a couple of dirty bombs.
1: Yes, which is weird, because yeah. it's like a family song. It's, it's
0: weird, but the rest of the song is pretty good.
1: Oh, it's fantastic. Um, We want that for our podcast intro song. So Not if really sure. knows
0: the band Mother Mother.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know how to get <laughs> some rights to that song. <laughs> uh,
0: do we have time
1: for a second question? Uh, yeah, I think
2: we okay. do. Okay.
0: Because we actually had one come in from Chelsea. Okay. Which says, what are the three deal breakers for somebody going into a marriage? Marriage. Okay. I'm not going to say there are three, but she's asking for three. There may be more. So I'll do one, then you can do two, or I can do two and you can do one, whatever. Um, Well, I'll
1: just see. Okay, I'll come up with my three and then I'll see. Your faith. Oh, 100. That's number one.
0: Yeah. If you don't have the same faith, you have no business getting married.
1: No. We're not talking about denomination. Okay? No. These over religious no, no, no. people get into the. No. Christian. Yeah. You both believe that Jesus is the son of God. Right. Can't be yeah. a Christian and a Muslim. Because.
0: Right. No. you just it's, can't. Not, it's not going to work. Yeah. No. So faith. Um, okay. How you are going. To, if you want to have. And how are you going to raise and discipline children? Yes. And there's more than three. Oh, absolutely. But for me, I guess if I was going to drop one more out there, I probably would say money, um, finances. Yeah. And here's what I'd say about that. You got these jokers that want to have a little side account. I had a I had a man tell me one time that he needed a side debit card so that he could buy some new boots for himself once in a
1: while. Yeah.
0: Um, no.
1: No, fool. Not yeah. unless it is agreed upon between the both of you, then...
0: You know, I saw something good just the other day it said they're not marriage wishes. They're marriage vows. Yes. And when you become the scripture says that that what God has joined together, scripture says that you become one.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So everything is one. Yeah. Like you don't have I I do not have my own little stash of money. No. By the way, you're not going to be able to hide it anyway. If you get a divorce, the other person's lawyer is going to file for records requests and they're going to get it.
1: You'll know everything. The
0: judge can subpoena it. Yeah. They're going to put it all on the table and you're losing a minimum of half. I Maybe. do wish now, Hold sometimes. on a second. Oh. And, and if you're a dirty cheater, you're going to lose about 90%. You deserve to lose 100%. Oh,
1: yeah. The cheater in the divorce loses almost everything.
0: It, even if you're just an emotional cheater.
1: Yes. Yeah. You lose almost everything.
0: I'm not saying what will happen. I'm saying that's what you deserve to do. Absolutely. You deserve to lose it all. But those are my deal breakers. Did you have one I didn't say?
1: Man, I don't I don't think. <laughs> I think those would probably be my top three. I mean,
0: there's some obvious ones like.
1: Well, you can't like.
0: No don't adultery marry is, an
1: alcoholic.
0: Like adul- uh, adultery is, yeah. is one. Like,
1: I will say this. If you are going to marry them, thinking that that is going to change them, it's not. You are so wrong because once that those vows are set and that ring goes on, there's a new comfort level that is attached oh, yeah. to it. Where they've already got you, baby, so they ain't changing. But I will mm-hmm. say, I'll go back to the money thing, just real quick. What is it? Quick tip Thursday for the <laughs> set. And to, avoid, or here it is, to avoid a huge like money conflict or blowout, set an amount that you each are allowed to spend without yeah. having to get with each other, like for yeah. a big purchase or whatever. Sure. We don't just go out and purchase like no. cars no. and couches and we'll stuff like that. It. We yeah. discuss our bigger purchases and yeah. then have weekly budget meetings so that you are always yep. on the same page. Money is a huge stressor.
0: <laughs> yeah politically would be one for me because I'm not going to get into all my political beliefs right now but it would be very hard to be the exact opposite of me and be married to me that'd be very difficult that would be super difficult
1: i have something that i kind of want to throw on you that i am prepared for and you are totally not prepared for that's fun but i want to do it and maybe it's something that we can add in and do it every week just because i love hearing what everyone else is listening to yeah, five songs right now that you don't change whenever they come on. Oh, that's easy. Can you do it like
0: pretty quickly? No, are you looking for new songs or just songs? Just there?
1: songs in general, because some of, some of mine are absolutely not new. And we'll just do easy, five.
0: Easy, say something by Justin Timberlake and um, Chris Stapleton. Okay, <clears throat> Bluebird by Miranda Lambert. Okay, um, God's Country. Blake Shelton. Okay. Um, what is that one? Hold on. There's another one. Oh, uh, My Boy Ugh. by L.V. Shane. That's so good. Um, and then I would say one that I've been listening Which, to. Which, by is, the way, uh,
1: if you are an unconventional family, uh, go listen to that My Boy song. That It's absolutely amazing. I wish more people would write songs like that.
0: Rattle by Elevation.
1: All right. Here's Here's my five. Yep. Good Old Days by Miranda Lambert. Okay. That's Just Jesse by Kevin Denny. Oh,
0: that's a good one.
1: What Happens in a Small Town with Brantley Gilbert and Lindsay L. And then I screenshotted another one over here. I'm trying to think. Oh, Cover Me Up by Morgan Wallen.
0: That's a good one.
1: And then um, I was pretty sure I... Sc- oh, and then my man... Pat Green and Sarah Evans is oh, on this oh, song oh, and it's called hot. Finders Keepers.
0: Yeah. That's a good song. Such a good song.
1: So yeah, maybe we'll just start doing that because I yeah. love like people listen to these songs. Sometimes I'm like, Oh man, like I forgot about that song or you hear one in a restaurant and you're like, Oh, let me yeah. get my iTunes up. So maybe that's something we'll do. Just like our five, top five songs that we just I like don't. That. Cause you know, you've got songs on your playlist that every now and then you're like, eh, I really don't want to hear that right now.
0: Yeah. But those ones, I have to let them play all the way through. Of course. I like it. That's a good little segment. We can add that to this.
1: I like it. So let's get into... uh, We want quotes or celebrate you?
0: Well, I have a quote.
1: I got... Yeah, I screenshotted a whole bunch of quotes.
0: This quote comes from Winston Churchill. Ooh. Fear is a reaction. Courage is a decision.
1: Mine comes to you from Good News Feed. All right. I love Good News. Uh,
0: Well, me too. (laughs) So...
1: No, this is good news. It could be good news. The only one who can truly satisfy the human heart is the one who made it.
0: God. Yeah. Yep.
1: I thought that was really good.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's time to celebrate you. Celebrate you. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) so why we do this is because we just believe that people ought to be celebrated. Yeah. There's a lot of people that go a long time in their life without any celebration at all and not very many pats on the back, which I've always said, I don't need a pat on the back because it never paid one of my electrical bills. But Hey, uh, every once in a while, it's still nice.
1: Yeah. Even if your love language is not words of affirmation. Yeah. Every now and then you want to be told, I see you.
0: Yeah. Thank you. We love you. You're doing great. (laughs) Well, I'm going to start this off by saying that, um, this individual that we are celebrating today was not cut out of the circle because they were from the very beginning, from the word go, that the boys came to live with us. They were faithful to pray for us, to um, be protective over the boys, protective over us.
1: Yeah.
0: Um would probably be ready to fight <laughs> in a hot <laughs> second on our side. Um, there has never been a question of where she sorry, fellas. Yeah. Where she has stood in the situation. We have fought like brothers and sisters, being this individual.
1: Yeah. Not <laughs> but, me.
0: <laughs> not you. I'm a lover,
1: not a fighter. <laughs> we
0: have we've butted heads before, but nonetheless, um, I have found her uh, and her husband, but today's about her. Yeah. To be extremely faithful to our family. Yeah. To Always be, there.
1: Always to, there when we need it. Yes.
0: If I need something, I can ask. Yeah. And and geez, she'll be there. Yeah. Um, I know much like the person, Megan, we celebrated last week, this individual can be a little unsure of themselves. Yeah. And... I understand because um, of of where life has taken her in her life from time to time. Yeah. But I will say this. There's something that she should not question, and that is, do people care? Does anybody see me? Do I matter? We're celebrating you today, ma'am, because you do matter. You do make a a difference. Your prayers are felt. Your support is appreciated, and your presence is needed. Yes. And uh, she is a mother of three and I am decent friends with each of those children.
2: Yeah.
0: She has a husband that is a dear friend of mine, um, has been in our lives for about 13 or 14 years. And, and today wow. we are celebrating Miss Tabitha Shilna.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank
0: you for showing the unconventional family love. Uh, she's always liking my TikTok videos and mm. sharing the podcast. And
1: uh, yeah, she texts me um, sometimes whenever she's listening to it. She's like, "I'm doing like housework, listening to the podcast." She stays, she stays up to date and has supported everything that we have ever set out to I mean, do. Yeah, know. and they have—I would say her and her husband both. At times when we really needed it, just randomly have sent a text, "Love you," thinking about you, praying yeah. for you, yeah. and then I will randomly get a text from her sometimes, and just be like, "What? What are you believing for? What can I pray with you about today?" Just completely, yeah. you know, selfless. What? What do you need today? And um, yeah. it is appreciated so much to have people like that in your life. Um, so yes, Tabitha, we. Love um, you. We love your family, and we I see you appreciate it. I see you.
0: Now we, you today. we're
1: giving you those little emoji eyes. at you.
0: <laughs> you keep your head up and uh, take courage, like we've been talking about courage, and um, put on a new level of confidence, ma'am, because um, you are capable and you are needed. You're necessary, and we value you today. Yeah. And and appreciate you.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: And know that you you do more than we see, and we do appreciate it, okay? Absolutely. Celebrating you today, homie.
1: Celebrate you. Well. Well,
0: that's a wrap, isn't it?
1: Man, this is like the earliest we've done a podcast, too. It's not even 11 o'clock at night.
0: Which is unusual for us.
1: And do you know that I just picked a bug out of my coffee? I have sat here this whole podcast <laughs> and have drank coffee with a little gnat in it that I'm sure I picked up outside.
0: Load mercy. I don't
1: have gnats in my house.
0: Okay. Lord have mercy.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I um I have drank nearly a whole cup of coffee with a gnat and probably gnat poo in my coffee. And
0: so before we go though, I went ahead and I pulled somebody into the studio. Because it's been a while since he's made, um, uh, what will we say? Uh,
1: an not, appearance.
0: Not an appearance, because he's the star of the show, as he says.
1: Yes. Um,
0: I'm not going to call him Oliver Leonardo. I'm going to call him the Great One. The Great One. Yeah,
1: he tells us. He said, "If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be. We wouldn't be an unconventional family." <laughs>
0: and that is true. <laughs> it, is, it is true. It is true. So Oliver, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions and then you can kind of say whatever's on your mind and we're going to get out of here and be done with it. So, question number 1 is are you a fan of the Dallas Cowboys? Yes. You like them a lot? Yes. Me too. Yes. What did you what did Daddy just get you as a gift?
1: Dallas Cowboys football.
0: Absolutely.
1: And y'all, this kid we're trying to talk him into to playing some football because the spiral that he can put...
0: He throws like Dak Prescott. Yeah, he does.
1: <laughs> You're going to be our NFL football player, make lots of money, and build Mommy and Daddy a big house.
2: No, I'm going to be on this and make money. <laughs> oh, you want
1: to be on the podcast and make money?
0: <laughs> I like that pretty good. I like it. Um, I guess one more question, and then you can tell me whatever's on your mind, okay? My last question is, what is the scariest or the – let's go with the coolest. What is the coolest dinosaur out there?
2: It's either T-Rex or, or Raptor or
1: Triceratops.
0: I'm really a fan of the Triceratops. What raptor
1: think? for me. Raptor. Why is the Raptor, like, the scariest or the most powerful or coolest?
2: He's the coolest because he can run faster than any dinosaur. T-Rex is the most powerful.
1: But the raptor could run from the T-Rex.
2: Yes. Can I tell you something, a little cool, Mom? Yeah. I'm like the T-Rex and my friend Judah is like the raptor.
1: Oh, that is totally right. (laughs) You are 100%. Hey, the other day, because I was telling the people about this story, the other day whenever I wanted to go to the store to do something, and you wanted to stay here by yourself. And I was like, aren't you afraid to stay by yourself? And what did you tell me? That you're not afraid because of why? You're never alone? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost <laughs> is with you? So, so you're never alone, right? No, the Trinity is with me. Yeah? What's the Trinity? Why don't you tell everybody? God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. There you go. You got it. Yeah.
0: Well, what what is on your mind before we go? Do you have anything new you want to tell everybody about?
1: What did you do? You and Daddy won a game tonight before we did this podcast.
2: Ah, me and Dad won a game of Pokemon. Yeah. I have an entire book full of Pokemon.
1: Yeah, who well, got that for you? Chelsea. Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And then... Hey, Mom,
2: huh? can you tell you something I need what? for my Pokemon? What? A Pokemon binder.
1: A Pokemon binder.
0: So if anybody's listening and wants to sponsor the unconventional son with a Pokemon mm-hmm. binder, we could give you a shout out on the podcast. No problem. <laughs> and tell you how it's going. What is on your mind though? Not on our mind.
2: Give me yeah. something
0: just that's on your mind.
2: What do you think What about? is your favorite dinosaur? Mine? Both of y'all's. dad.
0: My dad first. Okay. I'm going to say that my favorite dinosaur is the triceratops.
1: Um, I'm gonna- it's,
0: g- let me tell you why. because oh. it's kind of like a rhinoceros.
1: Right now, cutching.
0: That's it. That's
1: it. I'm going to have to say the Spinosaurus. Is Is I the the Spinosaurus? Because it has the cool little mohawk going all down its spine. Oh, yeah,
2: that spine.
1: Yeah, because that is so stinking cool. That
2: spine, it's actually a
1: spine. On the outside of its body? Yeah. Really? Okay, I didn't know that. you have any other questions for me and Dan? What's your flight? Favorite flying
2: dinosaur?
1: Pterodactyl. I'm gonna have to say pterodactyl, because that's the only one I know.
2: <laughs> Mine is the uh, dimorphodon. Good.
0: What? <laughs> Tell the folks what that is.
2: It has, a, like, a little baby T-Rex head, and, um, try Not triceratops, um... Uh... What is it? Pterodactyl wings, and, like, um... I'm um, a T-Rex body. What's Go it a called? Body. Wait,
0: what's it raptor?
2: called? Dimorphodon. Dimorphodon.
0: Dimorphodon. It sounds like cough syrup.
1: Dimetap. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what, is, what is your favorite thing right now to watch on Netflix? I don't know. You don't know? No. Who? What is your favorite people to watch on YouTube? Preston. Preston? You got you some Preston gear, don't you?
2: Yeah. Prestonstyles.com. You shout out. <laughs>
0: give him uh, a shout out. I, I have more what is your favorite thing about being an unconventional family?
2: I get toys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you get you get a lot of toys. Yeah, are you pretty spoiled rotten? Yeah. Yeah. I need a Pokemon binder. You <laughs> oh. have a whole bunch of Pokemon.
0: We'll work on that. Oliver, thanks for joining us. We're going to wrap it up, buddy.
1: Tell everybody good night. Good night. I'm flying. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we will see you six in leaps. Six Sleeps. And uh, <laughs> it'll be a good one. This one's been fun. I've had a lot of fun doing this.
0: Now, give me two claps and a Ric Flair.
1: <laughs> Woo! There's-
2: Every night.